Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci, under the Believe Podcast Network, baby. It's a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy and staying on the same page as a family. Today for episode 109, we'll be discussing the new film, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yes, yes. Before we get started on discussing this epic film directed by the one and only Ryan Coogler, we do want to shout out all of you incredible patrons out there. And remember, patrons, I've been hosting my Sunday yoga class at it, the new time right now is 10 a.m. PST. Baby girl need a little bit more sleep on Sunday. So 10 a.m. PST. Remember that patrons, that is pay what you can as it always is. So a couple of quick people we would love to shout out. People who support us in those Patreon streets. Special thank you to Kirsten, Abby Forbes, Lakina Sutton-Moore, Kristen Shoresman, Doria Cruz, Sherelle, Haley, Anaya, Jade Notice, Katina M. Jude, Lejean Cook, uh, Gail Carpio, Mia Jane. Oh, Ben included some more right here. That's great. Uh, Shanann Roscoe. I'm sorry, Shanann. Correct me somewhere. Nikki Marshall, Kiara, Jay-Z. Hey, we got, we got Jay-Z in the building. Jamie Holmes, Marissa Gordon, and Joy. So we want to always, always, always thank you so much for supporting this labor of love, this incredible show we got going here. And we are very, very, very excited to talk about Black Panther Wakanda forever. So please make sure that you go see that. If you have not seen it, we will be doing some spoilers on the show. But before we get into the movie, before we get into our date, Ben, how are you? You've mm. had, you've, um, I don't know. Ben has earned some cool points with me this week. So I Can actually genuinely want to know how you're doing before, oh. before I share with people well, how you've been. Well, let's, I want to talk first about the question, how are you? Because right. Because that is a very, um, I think problematic question in general. You should never ask someone, how are you? Because they're probably just going to lie to you okay. for the most part. They're just going to be, I'm good. You shouldn't lie you to know. me. We have so many things. Yeah, but that you have to ask something specific. Be like, how are you on this specific thing? Like, for example, how is your running going because you, you're recovering from an injury, right? And actually, the main reason we changed the yoga wasn't because of your sleep. I mean, you wake up at 3 o'clock in the, the morning. We changed the yoga. What are you talking about? Yeah, you, you, yoga on Sundays. The reason you changed it was because of me, because I have a run. Oh, club. yes. Well, I, I did. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I always have your back. I yeah. try to have your back for the most part. Yeah. So I just told the people, I need a little bit of extra sleep. So I pushed it back. Why don't you? But that's dishonest. It's not dishonest. It's dishonest? just like, okay, well, uh, the truth is that Ben decides sometimes that he wants to go to running club and sometimes he doesn't. So he's inconsistent. So I had to change my class so that he can go to his running schedule okay, now and you're then doing still the support most. me. Now you're doing, you could just say, well, hey, I was, Ben has a running club. Ben has a running club that he loves. Ben, how it, are you enjoying your running club and how are you adjusting to LA in general? And see, now that's too general. It's too big. <laughs> I love my running club. I bought a little hat. I never buy hats, but I bought a hat to support Yeah, you're a hat guy now. No, I'm not. It's like dating a new guy. Oh, God. like being married to a new guy. Okay, so I want to ask you, Amber, why won't you tell the people the most kind thing I've done for you this week? The best thing I've done. Why won't I tell them? No, why don't you? Why why don't you? Why don't you? You Go ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry. The way you set that question up was like I was hiding it. Yeah, what? Y'all, let me tell y'all something about this magical man right here. So... This week, I, I had a moment where I wanted to spend some quality time with Ben, and Ben was like, well, I got to go to yoga class real quick. I want to go to yoga. So he goes to yoga class at about 7 p.m., and I was, I don't know, I, I feel like during the day, we were kind of just missing each other. It was like, you were taking care of the baby, then I was, and I was doing some content, and you were, and then so when we finally put the baby down to sleep, Ben's like, well, I want to go to yoga. I was like, God damn it. Okay, go, go stretch yourself out, but I really want to spend some time with you, but whatever. So he gets back from yoga around 8 p.m. It's a one-hour class. He gets back from yoga, you know, around probably actually 8.15 or so. And then Ben says, like, oh, I'm feeling so good after this class. I just want to go to sleep. And then I was just feeling really like, now, goddamn, I, 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 we miss, we were ships to pass in the night all day. Then you went to yoga. I waited an hour for that. And now you're sleepy? Like, what, what the hell? And so I think Ben felt that in my voice. I was like, okay, well... 
I was looking forward to spending some quality time with you now that baby's sleep, but go ahead, go upstairs and go to sleep. So he kind of faked me out. At one point, Ben was like, Amber, can you come upstairs for a second? I need to um, get something downstairs. And I was like, God. okay, so now I'm watching my true life on MTV. And now you're interrupting me when you just said you were going to go to sleep. Now I'm getting upset. You know, it doesn't take much to get me upset. And so I, I go upstairs for a minute. And then while I'm away from upstairs, while I'm away, Ben sets up, we got, we got all these candles around the house. So Ben lights like 20 candles and lays down my yoga mat and gets some like oils out. And he was like, come downstairs. And I was like, what? And so I, I obviously I turned the corner and there's like a candle lit room ready for just like the most perfect hot oil massage ever and it was so sweet and mm -hmm. it was so thoughtful and ben does this thing all the time where he like frustrates me which is kind of like a fake out for when he's doing something nice I uh, but it. i it's really I, I won't share with the class what happened after that but i really enjoy you just sort of um acknowledging that i wanted to spend time with you and and then fighting through your sleep or not it, so you did a really great job if with it was a class to share it would be a sex education class okay well that's that that that's enough um and it's funny because all week ben has been i have i have recently rediscovered mtv's true life um on hulu they've put like 40 episodes of it on there, which was basically like all I watched growing up as a kid. I mean, I was a, a huge MTV kid. I think a lot of us were, but I was obsessed with their documentary series called True Life. So I've just been watching True Life nonstop and Ben absolutely hates it. What do you hate about uh, documentaries? There, we're making a documentary. No, I like documentaries, but there are two reasons why I specifically dislike True Life. One, True first, Life. Okay. first is that they cover three stories in okay. 40 minutes. Yeah. And they don't provide enough context. And oftentimes I feel like they misrepresent large communities. Okay. That's the first one. But don't you always run the risk of misrepresenting somebody? Like sure, of almost course. everything that you do. Uh, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be more careful, but I just remember like almost every new show about a new uh, community or a, a, a subgroup of people there's always going to be somebody that's like, this was not representative of me. Like, I remember a friend of mine who is Indian, watching Indian matchmaking and, and hating it, but some Indian people loving, like, oh, sure. this is a cool way to show dating. And then there was the show on Netflix, I think, about um, people who are dating who have autism. Mm -hmm. And some people love the show for representation. Some people hated it. So there's, like... I just think in general, you just always run the risk for the most part of, of misrepresenting course. a group. Of, of course, people. but it comes down to proximity. Okay. Right? Yeah. So some people get it better than others and some people... For sure. And so they had an episode that I walked in on polyamory and I was like, this is the most terrible representation of like actual polyamory. They you have another one representation on... representation of our, uh, our understanding of polyamory oh, in like yeah. 2008? Which yes, is essentially like was 14 just, years ago. Yeah. Well, that's my thing is that I, I don't go back and watch things that are outdated, especially if I know them to be outdated. I was like, okay. So you this, don't watch Blade Runner. You don't go back and watch Blade things. But Blade Runner isn't you outdated. You don't like, uh, what is Blade it? Runner Marty still McFly, holds up. Back to the Future. Back to the Future still holds oh, up. Oh, so when we watched Ghostbusters, all of those. It was outdated. We didn't finish it, by the way. I know, but like, so it. Bill Murray just basically like being a sleaze to Sigourney Weaver. That still oh, yeah. holds up. Uh, it sort of does. People are still sleazes. Well, and people are still. It's not funny. It's not funny. Polyamorous relationships that can be kind of complicated. Sometimes. No, I, I, I don't. I think they. So it's, anyway, so they it's did okay. A terrible so he's backpedaling, Your Honor. So it's okay not, for you to watch outdated things, but not for me to. I'm saying my point is that they don't do a great job contextualizing. I, in because they cover three stories in yeah. 40 minutes. It's I not enough time. I definitely think that's a rush job, but it was also a situation where I, I like it because it's almost like a time capsule. It's it's the time before heavy, heavy social media presence. Mm -hmm. It's the time before masks and viruses. It's the time before like almost everything you say being nitpicked and it's like you better be 100% right. There, with are all better, there are better time capsules for me. So that's the first reason. Okay. I, don't, I don't think Fine. they provide enough. I, uh, I love early 2000s TV. It takes you back to, like, uh, it can be highly problematic, of course, but it takes you back to a time where, like, wow, people were, like, kind of allowed to make mistakes, and I kind of miss that era. Sure. Uh, the, other, the other problem is I think there's just not enough. They don't provide enough time uh, as far as 
not only lacking context, but I think 40 minutes in general for a documentary isn't long enough. And the stories know, are made super TV, disjointed. So it's made for like commercial right. breaks. It's made oh, for it's, a, oh, it's, a, a one hour segment. Like what documentary was running just, like two hours regularly on MTV, which was like for teenagers? Well, yeah. MT- well, when I was a teenager, I was reading like Charles Dickens and I was, I'm just saying, I think even say, even... Me reading a story that's under 400 pages is a struggle. I'm like, all right, I need more context. I need more story. So for me, it's just not my style, and it grates me. And I think that the filming is really pathetic. I think the way the scripting... Pathetic? Oh, it's pathetic. The, some of the scripting is so campy. Now, I'll give you that one. And, that, that's a fair argument. Uh, and just in general, I like documentaries. I don't like reality TV. This is not a... This isn't really for me quantify as a documentary or qualify as a documentary falls more into the reality TV realm. I I see. I think it's a little bit of both, but it was so cool as a kid, like just living in sort of (coughs) a smaller town in Georgia and watching like, Oh my God, there, there are people that like have more than one partner and they're content. Like I didn't even know that was a thing. So you watch it for nostalgic nostalgic state not just nostalgic but i just remember that time when everybody around me thought exactly what i thought looked exactly how i looked and this show was a way for me to learn like oh this is um true life i'm addicted to porn or something and then you watch it now you're like oh this this really isn't that bad of it like like you can sort of yeah like this it's just this guy who's married and has four kids and he masturbates like once a day and his wife like hates him for it. And so it's so interesting to be like this, 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 this voyeurism, I I really enjoy a little bit. And I think that's why people enjoy hanging out with us and stuff. Like you can't just act like that's not intriguing to sometimes like sit in on somebody else's life and see their dynamic. I'm not acting as if it's, it's just not intriguing for me. For me. That's fine. That's fine. For me. Anyway, Sound off if you've been binging True Life with me and enjoying those just like campy fights. Everybody having a BlackBerry. Uh, oh my God, we or were watching. The you were watching like True Life. Uh, I need anger management with me, and it was just so. It's even that is interesting to me because I, you know, besides our little tiffs here and there, we don't we don't have beef or, with anybody. We don't regularly argue and scream with anybody. So it was so interesting to watch people who find themselves argue like loud full body arguing (laughs) multiple times a day and of course they put on a little bit for the camera but like I was just like that that just blows my mind and it's it's uh, it's really sad that people like can't pause and breathe and like manage their emotions I I guess that brings me to the final reason I hate true life the final reason is that if I watch anything that makes me feel better about myself that thing isn't for me. Like, I want to watch things that make me want but, to uh, become better. I don't want to be feeling better or feeling like, oh, I got my life together, right? I want to watch things that make me think, oh, I, I don't have this part of my life together. I don't when watch, I watch it for a life, self-esteem boost. I just watch it to be like, that's really fascinating. And uh, it makes me think a lot about how many Americans can. I didn't say you watch it. I say when I see it, I feel better about my life. And I'm like, wait. I need to read something that makes me, that challenges me. There's nothing to challenge my thinking in watching this. How do you feel about, but you don't think there's a little bit of poetic justice because like sometimes people watch you online and think like, whoo, I'm not as insane as that guy or I'm not. I mean, that's them. They can think whatever they want. I'm just saying to me. Tell to me, me for To you, me. For, for true you. life. I watch true life. I'm like, wow, my life is amazing. And then, you know, oh I gosh. watch like a... That's uh, not the point. I, I'm not saying that's the point. I mean, we're in the postmodern understanding of the death of the author. Have you ever heard this? The death of the author? I have not. All right. Teach me something. So basically, the death of the author is the result of postmodern thinkers and postmodern novelists who basically present an idea that when you create a work of art, no matter what the intention the reader gets to decide what that art means. And they call that the death of the author. Okay. Right? So if you write something and you're like, I didn't mean for this to be homophobic, right? Classic example. Uh, But there's subtext that makes it homophobic. And I think Disney is a great job, uh, does a great (laughs) job at doing this, is that a lot of their villains are like, you know, um, 
sort of read as queer or yeah. you know a little cunty yeah yeah and you're like oh we didn't mean this to be homophobic but like jafar and <laughs> is obviously like a queer you know man right like that oh, i didn't think about that oh i've always thought of like ursula and star ursula, as queer icons but it's so funny because i look at them as queer icons but i right. but I, I understand what you're saying right and then and then yes and then that's then it becomes like post post Mo third post, wave, third post, wave, post, death where of where you where you take these like subconscious characters who meant to be homophobic and then you reclaim them, right? Because but if because right. if you put them in the baddest makeup, if you give them the baddest like the best of the baddest of the villain songs, like poor unfortunate souls is like, well, how the fuck was I supposed to read right, that so as homophobia? Like then, this th- is iconic. Yeah, th- so you then you reclaim it. Okay. So it, it becomes, but that's all part of the term it, uh, this is like an official like literary term, the death of the author. They call it the death of the author. Yeah. So that's, it's like kind of when Kim's K says like, I'm unsubscribing from this drama because she's kind of like the author of the post. Oh. And then people maybe will argue in the comments. Yeah. And then if she says, I'm choosing to unsubscribe from this drama, she, it's like the suicide of the author. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Is that a way to think about that, maybe? Uh, well, the suicide of the, of the author assumes that the author um, existed to begin with, where the death of the author means that as soon, like, as soon as the author puts something out there, the author is already dead. So the author can't even oh. claim like that this work is theirs. Now it's for the people. I see what you're saying. Okay, well, my example didn't help at all. Uh, speaking of authors of their own stories, you think, and me. No, I think that's we, funny. I think suicide of the author is something to play with. I'll have to think. I'll, I'll write that down. The suicide of the author in response to the death of the author. I, I mean, that can't be in. Uh, that can't be a completely original thought on my part. I feel like anytime I say anything remotely insightful, I'm like, surely somebody has said this before. Oh, oh. Of I'm, course, not, I'm not obviously, that brilliant. I mean, obviously, I am, but, but some, yeah. Um, if you do, if you do, if you do think that I am that brilliant or we are that brilliant, you know what you can do for the free ski. You can always go write an Apple Podcast review. Here is one that we saw from V Y Y. What is that? Sorry, V Y V U C. Let me know how y'all would pronounce V Y V U C. Vivek. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, their Apple podcast review says, love these too. Honestly, just love the chemistry and authenticity of being an Amber. They are informed and passionate about every topic and have really made yeah. the sci-fi genre world more accessible to basic folks like myself. Me too, friend. Wishing you guys continued success as your platform grows and evolves. Viva la sci-fi side. Okay. We passionate, the- yes. Oh. Maybe informed. I don't know. <laughs> We, I think we try our best to research every, topics. Not every topic, but we try. We try our best. We I would do. never we say. Our... I would never say I'm informed on every topic. But I'm glad this person said it. I, I definitely think our show serves to make the sci-fi sci genre, which for me can be very intimidating and gatekept. I think we make it a, a lot more like digestible and like give people an access point digestible like the ziti i made this week yeah you did make a ziti I made a and ziti. it was edible it, it was delicious you, it was delicious you it were like delicious. Was, this oh is it was so good baby I, I just i don't want this whole show to just be me gassing you up with your sexy hot oil massages and, and your your death of a, a a suicidal author uh what we're gonna do real quick is take a mini break and then when we come right back i promise y'all we are going to talk about wakanda forever Spoilers abound. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Hey. So we I'm booked shift, a sitter. I'm shift my body to shift your body to look at you. Oh, thank you. We booked a sitter. It's like the real podcasters do it like this. They look at each other. Okay, my mailed. Here we go. Yeah, it's we like a conversation. A we uh, bought the tickets. We bought the tickets. Now the first time we bought the tickets, our babysitter was late, so we missed the movie. But then we went again, and we sat through a running time of two hours and 41 minutes of Wakanda forever. Why don't you break three down? bathroom breaks later? I had to go back to back and it was so nice. Y'all we saw it in IMAX. Cause you know, treat yourself <laughs> charged on your credit card. Uh, we got our popcorn, our pretzel bites, our ices, and we had a really good movie experience. So why don't you talk about what the film was about? And then we're going to get right okay. into it. 
I would say that the film, and tell me what you think. I would say the film is about Shuri dealing with grief. Yes. That's the film. What do you think about that? If I, if I were to summarize, like, with the theme of it, it's it centers on Shuri and it centers with her dealing with grief. I have some thoughts about that. I have a baby thought about I that. I hope you have thoughts. Okay. So, Ryan Coogler had, well... I don't even want to preface with how we felt about the movie. Maybe we'll do that to end. Ryan Coogler had a pretty challenging feat, right? Because it, as you can imagine, it is really hard to make this sequel and your, your leading man, Chadwick Boseman, like passed away um, tragically um, due to cancer. And so coming into this movie, I, I, I want to believe like pre Chadwick Bozeman's death, his plan was to tackle this uh, conflict, I guess, between the Wakandans and then the underwater civilization, Talokan, right? So I, I can see that being what this sequel was mostly supposed to be about. Chadwick Bozeman passes away tragically, and now the movie becomes this balance between tackling Shuri's grief and dealing with this other conflict of vibranium. So uh, I, I went into the movie thinking that the grief was going to be one piece and then we we're going to get a lot of world building with this other thing. And then now I'm kind of like, it's 50, 50 for me. Do you think that it was a, a, a balance between the overlying grief and that conflict? Or do you think like grief was the framework of this movie? And then this thing was like a throwaway plot. I th- I would say um there there's the plot but then there's the theme. So the plot is not the grief. Okay. But but I think the driving force of the plot is her grief. And for those who haven't seen it, I'll just summarize very yeah, yeah, briefly yeah, okay. that the primary conflict is that as Amber said that there is an underwater civilization in which vibranium has hit the earth both in the area of Wakanda and you right. get Wakanda Which because of the technology that, you know, this hyper, you know, um, powerful, you know, resource vibranium, but it also hit the water. And the result is this uh, civilization called the, uh, how? Talokan. The Talokan, right? That is sort of the, the big, the yeah. primary conflict is... Like, basically Atlantis. Right. What a new name. And so and now people. The, the FBI, the U.S. government, other nations of the world are trying to obtain vibranium. Yes. And Wakanda is refusing to f- trade vibranium with the rest of the world, but they're not stopping them trying to look for vibranium. And so they find a vibranium detector. Who's they? Riri Williams, they introduce a new character, Ironheart, Riri Williams, who Eve L. Ewing, who we've discussed her books before on this show, she did a run on uh, Ironheart. And Ironheart was not created by Eve L. Ewing, but sort of the, the current iteration of Ironheart is the result of E.L. Ewing's work. And uh, in comics, we call it a run when an author takes over a character. Mm-hmm. That, have you ever... No, but I don't want you to get sidetracked with no, I just like, the plot. Yeah, just good background information for comics. Um, yeah, you call it a run. So she d- you know, discovers this vibranium detector. The U.S. finds vibranium underwater. And the Atlanteans, because that's what they're called in the comics, but here to make sure that they're differentiated between the DC universe, they're called the, um, say it one more time, God. Talokan. Talokan. The Talokans, and they don't want the U.S. to discover vibranium, and so they want to, you know, kill everybody in the world. And Wakanda's like, maybe not. Yes. So that's it. <laughs> yes, the under that was a, that was a lot, baby. The underwater civilization, we'll just call them that, maybe. The underwater civilization kind of feels similarly to the Wakandans. It's like we have this resource; it's all ours. Back off, leave us alone. But we just didn't know the Talokan existed. Until this movie. Well, the main difference is that Black Panther 
you know, T'Challa made the decision to tell the world that they have vibranium right. and that Wakanda exists. So Wakanda comes, you know, comes out in the open and says, we are a very powerful nation. Don't fuck with us. And Talakan is like, why did you do that? Just stay hidden. Right. Right. But there's this tension people, yeah. Yeah, to, to protect you and your own. But the Wakandans feel probably more connected with the rest of the world mm-hmm. because, I mean, they're technically human where the Talakans are not human. Right. The Talakans have gills and they've literally evolved. So they are post-human. Yes. And uh, they are not having, you know, the uh, the FBI and the CIA sort of look for them. Correct. And their king, Neymar, Neymar is sort of like an anti-hero in the comics. He, yes. He's neither good nor bad. And, uh, but yeah, he's like, he's like the main sort of person. And you get, you know, Shuri sort of having to deal with this conflict, but deal with her brother dying. Yes. And, and I know, I feel like that, that grief. There was a lot to tackle. That this, grief this was is a big bite, and 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 I want to I want to be clear. We definitely enjoyed the movie, but at two hours and forty one minutes, it was really, it, it it was it was a back and forth. It it was a delicate balance between the the layers of grief and then the the Wakandans fighting this uh, underwater civilization who was introduced to us as really cool because they were trying to be allies with the Wakandans at first, and it's just like. We both have vibranium. Let's team up and go ape shit on the surface world, right? Let's do that. And obviously Shuri is sort of this, um, she's sort of dealing with as a character on her own being like noble like T'Challa or getting shit done like Killmonger. That's kind of who, that's kind of her internal conflict. So she's listening to this underwater king and being like, I mean, maybe we should like fuck them. Like I, I I'm so, I, that, I'm so angered by my grief. But I'm it was as a character. I'm so done I, with that kind of thing, though. Like, what are like, you done with? It's taking over the world. Like, let's fight the whole world. Like, come on. Like, that's so overdone in like comics. Like, you want to really fight against the entire world? You're gonna go. You're gonna take your people from this. That's where. That's where the movie lost me. You're but take true, your people true from life, the surface. I need anger management. Teaches us that. When you do have anger problems and you're a dictator and you want to protect your people, yeah, like you want to watch the world burn, which is why I think they should have just leaned in to Shuri saying like, you know what, fuck it. Like I've been so burned by people and and the death of my brother. Like let's just go completely crazy a okay. little bit. So Talokan did not get the same treatment of the underwater in, civilization. Internalized yeah. politics the way that Wakanda did. Right? Correct. So in Wakanda, you have these factions that sort of hold different sways of power. And so there is a there is a monarchy, which is sort of weird to begin with, in like a post-scarcity civilization. Um, you know what I mean by post-scarcity? So basically where no one requires anything. So like money is not needed. So Star Trek classic example you have okay, okay, I see. You have you, you just press a button and which is what Wakanda made. is. Wakanda okay. is post scarcity. Yes. So there's not really money that's traded. Like yeah, you yeah, go yeah. to the market and you, you just t- grab it. You, you just... take whatever you need, right? And it's sort of it's an enclosed system. So think of yes. like a little, you know, those little glass Terrari- uh, terrariums, yes. and it you close it off. And it just, the, it thrives. the plant continues to grow, right? Yes. That's Wakanda. Now, so relate you, me what you were talking about as you described Wakanda as a terrarium. Well, yeah. So, but you, to make sure that happens, you have a king, but also that king is balanced and there's tradition. And so you mm-hmm. get this idea that if the king's going to make a stupid decision, there are advisors who come in and say, hey, hold up. Right? Yeah. And even in, in Shuri's case, you have um, Mbaku. But Mbaku is yeah. like her... Her, her man, her Jiminy Cricket, right? And you don't see that in the same way that with the Talakans. And- well, let me say this: Wouldn't you maybe? Okay, so King Namor, who is basically like, if you haven't seen the movie yet, he's basically like Mayan, Mexican, Hermes from Greek mythology, and then yeah. he's also a water. He's so a very he's got famous, a lot uh, going on. Mexican actor Tenoch Huerta, and he's, I mean. So sexy. It is very, very, he's sexy Mexican water god Hermes. 
and he's with feathers very, on his feet. Yeah, that's why I say Hermes, like the Greek god. Yeah, you know, and it's it's serpent very god. serpent god. It's I know they were trying to make him the villain, but it's very hard to vilify him because he's so hot. It's hard right? to hate hot people. It's hard to. But it's hate also his easy to hate ass. hot people. Even in the first one, Killmonger, it was like, I mean, I get it. Maybe I'm toxic, but it's really hard you, to hate this man. Or but the, let me the shirts that were trending, Killmonger was right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the hashtag. Or hey, aunt t-shirts. Like, it was like, you you liked him as a character. Yeah. But, Classic anti-hero. But is there a world where, so he only saw really the surface world when he was a kid and mm-hmm. they were destroying his mother's village. Is there a world where he is unaware of how big the surface world is? Because he so. only lives underwater. I you don't think, think that's a Because thing. I okay. think their technology is so far advanced, right? They basically are, they have like this self-regenerative power. They have, um, you know, they're able to communicate with animals that get them around the world very quickly. Like they're, yeah, they're in the I Yucatan lived... Peninsula and then they go all the way to yeah, but... within like minutes, right? Yeah, because... but, the, but the earth is 75% water. So I could see him being like, I've swam all over this motherfucker. Like there's no way, like th- there's, there's, there's no way you can wrap your mind around like, like, have you ever seen like a, a, a middle schooler be like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll fuck up everybody on site. And you're yeah, just like, you don't even know how big the world is. Or I remember as a high school teacher explaining to my students, you know, I taught all black classes like, hey, next year in college, you're going to experience some culture shock. And they're like, well, what do you mean? It's like, well, you might be the only black person in a, in a classroom full of 300 people. They're like, there's no way. Like, how? There's like well, you're, you're 12 million black Americans yeah. in the U.S. It's like, yeah, but this is still only like. 13% of the U.S. Yeah. Like, like they just could not even wrap their minds around the fact well, that they're a minor- minority because they have seen, I mean, luckily for them, they've seen like all black classrooms K through 12, you know? So they just couldn't even, fa- they're like, I obviously we know lots of white people exist and we've had white teachers, but I, I've never even seen a world where I could be the only right, black person be, in a room because every time they go to the grocery store, every time they ride the bus, every classroom. So maybe there's a world where yeah, but the you're sexy comparing... Mexican guy doesn't know that all these other motherfuckers are <laughs> but above water. Because we live on the, top of each other. A resource-deprived south side of Chicago with a post-scarcity, like hyper-technological technologicalized civilization. Right, but what um, are the technological advances that we saw underwater? Yeah, we Besides we its vastness. So... Uh, we see that they are able to communicate with animals. They we see that they have these certain kinds of um, weapons. We see that they're able to move quickly. They're they've basically mapped out the entire you know planet at least yeah. the under we we know that and similar to Wakanda where Wakanda has these sleeper agents that are investigating. Remember in the beginning of the Black Panther. They have people living outside of Wakanda just yeah. to keep the pulse on the civilization. Right. So presumably, presumably, we have that with, you know, the um, uh, te- uh, God, how Talokan. We have that with Talokan. Do you want to type it somewhere? Yeah, I should. God, my brain. Here, here, type it somewhere. Ready? Talokan. T a l o. T a l o. K a n. Are you typing it? Or are you just yeah. saying it? Wakanda versus. T A O T A L O K A N K A N. Okay. Talokan. Good job. And so, so Talokan probably has agents in other parts of the world. They, okay, they, you're they know right. what's going on. on Above the water? Probably. Because they, well, I guess they have to have these like masks, maybe. Maybe that they were part of the reason. I don't know. But there were so many. Tal- like there was this one scene. Okay. So there's this one scene where Shuri is fighting. Uh, Namor, sexy Mexican god, and and then in another split scene we see the Wakandans fighting the Talokan, and I'll be honest, Wakanda was finna take a ill. Like they right. they were about to lose. I was like, there are so many Talokan right now that I mean, if if Shuri and this Mexican god didn't come together, like that would have been the end of Wakanda. Okay, so and that's the other thing that Talokan has is that Talokan is post human, like they've evolved. Yes. 
uh, due to t- ingesting a kind of vibranium plant, similar yes. to what the Black Panther does. Of course, but it's they like everybody in Talokan has done that, Everyone, not just the Black yeah. Panther. And so you so, have an entire world of like post-human But don't be people. that person. Don't be that person that's like, this underwater civilization wasn't realistic, and that's why I couldn't buy into it. Because, you know. I didn't say that. I'm but just, you're like, I can't. You, you Earlier, you were like, you're going to conquer the world. Like, come on. I can't really buy into that. Oh, no, maybe I'm not, saying. Maybe you didn't I'm say saying, buy into that, but. I, I think. Well, because I don't think Neymar... Neymar is very smart, right? And... Uh, Neymar. Neymar. And I, I guess we don't know how they like have technology, like how they read and write underwater. Right, that's what I'm saying. Whereas Shuri, you can see her in the lab moving yeah. the things but, and but, and playing around with DNA. But presumably that's... Of course, presumably. That's what yeah. they have. And I guess I would have liked to see more of that. I'm not saying... I think the politically named... Namor would have had to, like, you would have to foresee the consequences of taking over all the surface, right? If you go over and you, what, you're going to kill every single person on the surface, that just seems unreasonable to me. And it seems unreasonable that <laughs> Of the Namor, underwater civilization. Yeah, for them to think that he, he could actually successfully do that without some sort of long-lasting consequences. Yeah, but he has right? no, I mean, he just has fury and rage. He has no concept of like the size and the scale you know he, like what yeah, like, i didn't what get are, that i didn't get a, enough rage from him then yeah I, I i would agree with that so so one critique of the movie was i think it, it was really hard to see this underwater uh civilization talokan as truly villainous like everything they were doing felt very just it's like okay well people started fucking with their colony so they fucked with them back like they're they're angered by the surface world he's been burned by them before he's seen years of it you know because he's like this serpent guy that's been alive for like thousands of years presumably he wants to fight them back so so it was hard yeah it was hard he should have been a little bit more chaotic it was hard to see him as a true villain like you said he's an anti-hero there were times where you were kind of rooting for him over shuri and i don't like that because i like to be wakanda forever all day and it was um ben had a an argument that of something that they should have done in the movie. Cause yes. obviously people like to talk and talk shit about this movie and, and not provide solutions, but it was really hard as an audience member seeing this, uh, like Mesoamerican indigenous community fighting the Wakandans. I just had so many moments in the movie being like, I'm not invested in this fight because I don't want either of these faction these parties to lose yeah. you know what i mean it becomes it's like, a, a subtext this, to yeah what's this black people versus mexican people is not a fight i want to see or like, like latino I, yeah Latin, yeah yeah which I, is I'm, a very real thing that's happening in la of right course, now because, always yeah uh, no it, it for exists. those who have been following you know la council member drama it's become a serious issue where there were uh, four latino members of um the la council very powerful people who said some really terrible racist things. Of course. Uh, geared towards gay people, black people, Korean people, Armenian people, but then also uh, Wakenya people, um, who are people who come from a more mountainous region in Mexico. Yes. And they don't, they didn't really um, qualify as like uh, assimilated into white culture as well as like right. me- different kinds of Mexican yes. people. So there was a major fallout between that. But between almost like white Latinos. White Latinos. And their racism and against African-Americans. Yes. Black people. Yes. So <laughs> this becomes like, but ultimately that class conflict is a class conflict that results in like the need to assimilate into like white Yes, identity. it's rooted in white supremacy. Right. Yes. And so I wish that... Okay, the yeah. Tell, tell us between, what should have happened if, yes. if if Ryan Coogler could could get a. I, I think I think they hint at this a little bit, but essentially the FBI is trying to look for vibranium, mm-hmm. and that is the trigger that results into the conflict. Because as the FBI is greedy, like at one point the movie opens with the FBI and you know the French government in cahoots to capture vibranium technology yes. and they 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 go into a Wakanda <laughs> outreach center mm-hmm. to like kill people and to steal this technology yes and obviously they can because Wakanda knows that they're coming they like kick their asses it's really yes. cool yes more of that yeah. yes and you're like okay like the FBI the US is not good at one point you know Agent, uh, what's his name? Agent, is it Ross? Agent Ross, and we love him. Yeah, he shows up, That's and Agent fine. Agent Ross is like, "Hey, like, stop, you know, stop 
FB, the FBI stop, stop fucking per- with the Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, because if we if Wakanda, you know, Wakanda has vibranium. If the U.S. had vibranium, he says this at one point, we would do terrible things with it. Yeah, right. Yes, and I think they're they're hinting at that, but it should have been a little bit more clear where the FBI intentionally pits Wakanda against the Talokan. The yes, Talokan, the FBI right? should have been like the only person that could fight Wakanda is the other group that has vibranium. So let's start a war between yes, them, I which think- they did do, but it should have been very like, we're going to make something to start this war. Like we're going to instigate yes. it. We're going to watch them fight. And so, so then the fight would have been like, no, stop fighting because yes. this is all and then, them. But, and but then it wasn't like that. Forces yeah. to combat like the evil FBI. Villain. Yeah. So the so- fight wasn't as satisfying. And then I guess Shuri becoming the black Panther, to fight the Talokan was just not because you're like I don't want this fight to happen. I I like this new y'all just showed us the beauty of this incredible water civilization, and now we have to fight each other. Like right, yeah. So yeah, and then I was conflicted as an audience member. Yeah, Tal- Talokan's decision to they decide to kill Riri Williams, who's this genius you know, a uh, young black girl from the South side of Chicago. She's yeah. at MIT. I they decide to kill her. And Wakanda's like, no, we're going to save her. And then, you know, Talakan's like, no, we want to kill her. And then they, they're get, you know, Shuri and Riri Williams gets captured. And then when Riri Williams and um, Shuri escapes, a Talakan person is killed. Yes. And that sort of, I wish that person who was killed had a more personal connection with uh, Namor. Yes. Because like it was his lover or his something. His lover or something yeah. because then in response to that, Namor decides to kill, big spoiler alert, the queen of Wakanda. Yeah. The great Angela Bassett. And it's yeah. super like, yeah. oh, that was very sad. And then that sets off Fury and Shuri and Shuri decides to go fight the Talokans. And I'm like, I yeah, but then it. she also still revenge, spares revenge, his life. Revenge. So it's like, if we're going to do it, let's fucking do it. Yeah, I <laughs> wish. Uh, yeah, I don't know what would have happened if Shuri, would Shuri have become an unsympathetic character once she would have taken Namor's life? Or maybe, Namor's and this life. is just me, maybe like when, when we talk about like, I want a line in the sand drawn, like I want to see big bad. I think, I mean, this sounds bad, but like maybe a more violent death for Queen Ramonda because it, essentially she drowned yeah. because he threw the water. He, but, they have these like cool water bombs that yeah. are awesome. They're, they are. They're so really you feel cool. horrible. Oh, yeah. That's like another form of Angela. technology that they yes. have. They're yes. able to create like that. The, they have technology. They know what's going on. on the yeah. Surface. But so like obviously it's super sad to see even like the flooding of Wakanda happening because it's just I don't know. It's, it, it's hard to see like huge amounts of water in black communities and not think about like hurricanes in Haiti, Hurricane Katrina. It's just like, this is not what I want to see. I want like, we are team Wakanda. Like we, we are here to watch the, the Dora Milaje kick some ass. And I don't, I didn't get as much of that as I wanted to. Like you don't put fucking Michaela Cole in a movie and not have her making jokes and doing more. I was like, do not give me Michaela Cole having three lines. Like what is happening right now? Yeah. Let's, let's get into the side before I want to come back to that before we get yeah. into this size okay. I'm just saying I, I just I just think Let's if Namor if Namor like put a fucking I don't know like a trident in in Ramonda's head or something or I, I know I know or like in her belly or something a little I mean we saw that shit with Shuri he did it to her so if he yeah. did something like I, I saw the queen I sought her out and I violently killed her I think it would have been a little bit easier for us to vilify sexy serpent guy maybe i'm problematic they're like bitch she he drowned the queen like so fuck her so fuck fuck him i mean yeah so the ending is that they fight the atlanteans aka talokan fight the wakandans and talokan decides to yield Yes. To the Wakanda. Even though they were slick have, winning. They have a, a, a temporary peace. They might have lost their ruler, but they were slick winning. They, yeah, they have a temporary peace. And it's implied that, like, the reason that they have this peace is that Talokan assumes, like, eventually the world is going to come after Wakanda. And Wakanda and Talokan are going to have to team up and fight. And that's, you know, Namor's yeah. 
prediction in the very beginning of the film. He's like, listen, they're going to come for you, so we should strike first. Right. And But he decides to hold off on that. And I think that that immediate switch didn't really make like oh we now he has this intense sense of honor yeah i kind of wanted him to be more like the joker it's like this this man is like a dictator who's unpredictable who like it's just gonna start some shit to start some shit like i I don't know like maybe not the joker because he has like obviously a kingdom well he's not he's not he can't be yeah he can't be a joker he has to be a leader but yeah is he a dictator like would he does he kill anybody? He never kills anybody who is subservient to him and rebels against him. He's very kind to the people who follow him. Right. He's he does helpful things. Like he's not he's an artist. He likes to paint. So there are things about him, which is why I didn't really stick yeah, to his character. You're like, why I can't would he not like this guy? Why would I'm he, seeing his upbringing. I just saw him. I just saw him be born from his mother. Yeah, I can't they have an be, underwater birth. That's yes, pretty cool. Which is beautiful. So I cannot treat him like a villain now and he's you, so fucking sexy you, what you do you can, want me to do you can treat him like a villain How? If, if he's given a strong enough reason to be the way he is like killmonger's motivation was pretty great like yeah I, I understood his motivation where i just don't understand nimor's motivation to but wipe you, out the face of the yeah earth. but you also saw eric killmonger's rage driving him to do like all right. Yeah, very yeah, yeah. chaotic like, things. So he very like, like kills cha- yes. his girlfriend at one point in the first film. Right. Stuff like you know, that. Like, Whereas Namor, you're not really seeing him do anything that He's a, not a reasonable person wouldn't do. Yeah. So it's but, like, so why can I, I can't hate him. He's protecting his kingdom. Well, yeah, he's on it. The people you're supposed to hate is the, um, I think the CIA head who's played by Julia Dreyfus. Which She's is like, a horrible choice. Well, she's she's been she's showing so up in all the lovable. other movies. I know, but she's it's, been showing up in the TV shows and the other movies. I recognize that, but it's really hard. Like her purple hair; she has a little. Purple she hair she has amazing purple hair. She looks she's a little evil. A lo- she's beloved as Elaine from Seinfeld. So it's just some of these even casting choices. I mean, we love Julie Louis Dreyfus, but like. It, I, I miss the time where it's like, this person is the villain. I hate them. I can't stand them. And they're doing such like, I don't know. I think, I think when it comes to like villains, DC does a really good job, like a better job sometimes. But like sometimes Marvel, I'm like, wait, so we hate Wanda from WandaVision now? Like she's the, vi- like this doesn't make any sense. Like we've uh, seen spoiler her. Spoiler alert for those who haven't seen the new I Doctor haven't seen all of that. Strange. Sorry. Um, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. But I, okay, the MCU is like, I, I can't, just spoiler alert from any MCU for my limited understanding. But I, I just think it's really hard sometimes because Marvel makes you like a villain, makes a villain super relatable, makes well, a villain yeah, th- super sexy. But that's the best, those are the best villains. I don't like that. I like. You like to hate a villain? I like, I like to hate a villain for them being batshit crazy. Yeah. It's the same reason why I didn't need Cruella's upbringing story. It's like, yeah. no, just let her skin dogs. Like, that was savage. Yeah. Like, she's, like no motivation, just be, yeah, just, just yeah. be evil. Yeah, I don't, I don't need a backstory about, like, why anyone skins dogs. I don't. Let me just assume <laughs> Let me just assume she used to skin humans, and now she skins dogs. Or maybe like they just enjoy the process. It, they're like, I like the texture of removing the skin from a dog. Like, that could be. Right, like, right. I don't, I don't need to see the villain literally be given birth and then his mother be killed or like disease and disaster and all this stuff. Because then I'm like, well now I guess I'm team them, but does that mean I'm anti Wakanda? Yeah. Well, no, I think that's the point of the film is you're supposed to like both of them and be upset that they're fighting each other. But like, yeah, but that doesn't make a fight enjoyable. Like I want to watch a fight and be like, get get, get." like, remember watching squid games? I was like, go, like it was, it was very, I was I was amped to root for you know certain characters for certain characters and it's really hard to watch a fight between Shuri and sexy Mexican God because you're like wait am I toxic for also rooting for him and no you're and not you're su- you're supposed to yeah but I don't want when it comes to Wakanda okay you don't you I want, don't want to root for anybody but Wakanda well Wakanda has been shown to not be always ethical as well right they when in the first film right T'Challa's father hid the death of his brother and hid and never took his brother's um child. Yeah. I mean, but that, like, that pales. And I mean, that's, you know, 
one kid or, or, or that, the fact that that's they, not like huge casualties like, of like well they didn't they didn't start the outreach center movement until after t'challa's reign i know but for the most part for like a, a superpower a super world power like wakanda's pretty flawless yeah yeah but we're not i think it's very clear that the writers like wakanda has not always been flawless Right. And okay. In the comic books, Maybe. there are people, there are factions in Wakanda who are anti, very intensely, like anti-involvement, and don't want to support anybody or do anything. Okay. To be kind at all. Well, I don't know. I mean, I I love that. I I love that we went to go see this movie. the The first one for me was better. I, I really enjoyed the first one. And also the first one had a better soundtrack. Like mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar on that first track. I was yeah. like, Ooh, this well, track Kendrick was good, but Lamar it was like, is like the, prolific. Yeah. The gener our generations, like, you know, yeah. Like, genius. He's I, a genius. He, he is his, a musical his genius. I of like different genres, which I've always known. I've seen Kendrick Lamar a couple times in concert. He is so incredible. And so him not being on this soundtrack for me was definitely missed. I was like, this music is, is this music is good, but like even in those fight scenes, I needed a little bit more. I, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. What did you think? Well, if you had to give uh, Wakanda Forever out of four stars, what would you give it? Uh, probably like three. Three out of four. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Uh, God, Michaela Cole is so sexy. Yeah, Michaela Cole is great. Uh, I guess yeah. That's uh, the big size. Like we we get new characters. Uh, yeah. For example, we get the Midnight Angels, and the Midnight Angels. For those who are in the comics, they basically have these like super cool suits. They're like these blue suit suits. And then Anika, who's a, played by Michelle Michaela Michaela Cole, mm-hmm. and then Okoye, um, who's played by Denai Guerrera. Denai Guerrera. Uh, they become the Midnight Angels or like these elite sort of suited armor. Yeah. Um, and that's very cool. But Michaela Cole, you felt was under, underutilized. Like in this household, Hell yeah. we love Michaela Cole. Like, oh, she, God, I think yes. she's one of the biggest stars. I think out of everyone in the film, Michaela mm. Cole, for me, felt like the biggest new addition star. Well, no, I think out of everyone. Like if you, you think, think of, Michaela Cole is a bigger star than Lupita, not to compare, but like yeah. Lupita's like that girl. Yeah, that's a well, bold statement. L- l- yeah, I I think so because, um, not I mean Michaela Cole is a writer, right? Like she's, yes, yes. Michaela Cole I, I wrote all of Chewing Gum. Wrote I May Destroy You. She's yeah. um said no to Netflix for like a multi million dollar deal. No, deal. no, no. She's like she, she's, she's our an hero. Advocate. She's a writer and she's yeah. a very funny actor. So do you think they're setting her up to be? Uh, I mean, well, Panther? she's she's a midnight angel, so which is sort of like a a pretty secure position. So in she's the in the MCU. She's good. Yeah, she's okay. But it, it felt um a, it felt a little strange, right? Because Lapita is a great actress and she is a big movie star, but as far as like talent goes, I think Michaela Cole just stands above everyone. Else I would I wouldn't film. say that. I didn't say that, y'all. I ain't say that. I think I, they're I, both very talented. There's no need to compare them. But well, but I do think Michaela Cole was underutilized. I will 100 percent agree with that. Okay, yeah, maybe not maybe not to compare them, but like, who has the writing credits, right? Michaela Cole. Michaela. Cole no, and- we're 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 fans of both, but it's it's very clear. A big sigh for me of the movie was Michaela Cole was underutilized. Mbaku had some lines on deck. He did a really great job. Mbaku becomes like the primary, you know, advisor for. We love him. He had some funny jabs. Yeah, Yeah. I think uh, it was really emotional. The the whole, you know, the ending. We huge spoiler. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you want? Yeah, this is like after the credits. Yeah, the Marvel after the credits. We find because you had some thoughts about that. Yeah, Yeah, T'Challa has a son with. Um, <laughs> Nakia, Nakia, Lupita's and, and which felt weird to me. It's like you kept this son secret from even Shuri. Like that didn't really make sense to me because they wanted to keep have him grow up outside of Wakanda. Which that decision to, that sounds all right. Like you've never Tala's, seen like Princess Diaries. Sure, and well, it also goes to show that T'Challa really wanted Wakanda to share their resources with the rest of the world. And when he dies in the beginning of the film, um, we we don't see him die. We see his funeral. But when he dies, that 
those outreach mis- missions sort of just become outreach missions and no further steps are taken to sort of make Wakanda part of the rest of the world besides the queen's decision to say, Hey, don't mess with us. Yeah. They, that was so, cool. I, so I love those back. opening scenes of like, Oop, you fuck with Wakanda, you fuck with death. Well, yeah, I need more of that next time. Yeah. And queen Ramonda sort of takes a step back from what her son was trying to do. Yeah. And I thought that was something more to explore and play with, but they didn't really do that. But it, it, I think T'Challa, it could make sense. King T'Challa's decision to raise his son away from Wakanda is the decision of like, I don't want you to remove yourself from the rest of the world. I want you to be, learn about the rest of the world yeah. and the poverty in the rest of the world and all the things that need to be fixed in the rest of the world. Yeah. So that yeah. makes sense. Maybe yeah. you just did. Yeah, you I, just you were like not him having an extra son and not do. But. Yeah, not, I think keeping it a secret from Shuri felt weird. I guess they don't. He didn't keep it a secret from Ramanda. Yeah, well, the 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 child's age too. It was like, God damn, yeah. <laughs> like she didn't just pull a two year old out of here. This this kid's like seven or eight. Yeah, he, uh, that's. But I mean, it'd be like that. People be having kids. Yeah. Anyway, we we really did enjoy um, yeah. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. We I, I love having these discussions with you. Uh, justice for Michaela Cole for me. I I need my sis to be in more scenes with more monologues with more jokes. Um, Make this CIA a little bit more evil next. Yeah, because now we're cities. like friends with Agent Ross. It's like oh, our favorite colonizer. I'm like, what is? Well, he's like? he's arrested. He is. And they, he now is. he's no longer part of the CIA. Like he's he kicked out. And it's hard. I just, I, I, for me, Julia Louis Dreyfus as a villain just does not work. Like she's, I love her too much. I, 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 I can't. Uh, I think she was great, but she did a good job. But like, own. she's so loved. You can. It's just hard. Yeah. You, you, know, you cannot give her a badass purple streak in her head and ask me to love her. You, 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 you I cannot can't love understand someone. How someone can play different actors, like same actor, different characters. Not with purple hair, no. Give the bitch a blonde, like, uh, Karen cut. I got you. So the, if she had different hair, that would make her more villainous? Do not put a woman who is a comedian with a savage haircut on the screen and ask me to call her a villain. I can't do it. Well, now, Perella get, is a villain. She had, right? I love her, too, but she skins dogs. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand what makes you... Wait, do you know, you want to hate your villain but love your villain? I'm yes, confused. That I do. All right. Well, um <laughs> I want I I want to hate them for what they do, but I also want to love their style. I want to love how it's like Miranda Priestly in Devil Wears Prada. It's like she is mean, she is cruel, she hates everybody. Uh but I mean, I love a bad bitch bossing people around. You know what I'm saying? You don't get y- y'all I, feel me. Y'all feel me. Sound off of y'all know exactly the, what I'm talking about. But you're like, ah, but Neymar is so hot and sexy. Yeah, he is. And so I can't let I can't hate him as a villain, but I want to hate him. Because I saw his birth. I, I'm a parent. Right. I, I gave birth the, to a child that's what earlier writers this year, are supposed and to do. now I saw him be born. Those you are can't the, give me all that. I didn't really see him do anything that was so villainous for me to hate him. Did you? Yeah, you're not supposed to. You're supposed to hate then the CIA. Then don't make him the villain. Well, then give me more of the he's CIA. Not suppo- he's not supposed to be a villain. That's where I think the movie struggled. So I'm supposed to watch two people I love fight? Who wants to do that? I mean, people who love character development and conflict and complex No, nah, this ain't conflict. Fight Club. I don't want to just watch a lo- uh, motherfuckers that I like. You're and- not supposed to. But that's the thing with you know white supremacy is that white supremacy creates camp class conflict between you know non-white people in this case it's you know the prehist you know i know but i see so much pre- of that irl I that i don't want early see. post-columbian civilizations of the mayans <laughs> you know fighting against like a pre or like a, a non-colonized african country like even I don't want to see white supremacy was even able to pit those two against each other, and they should have done made that a little bit more explicit. Yes, yes. So that then we're just reminded that the big bad is the CIA. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, kind of like the purge. Right. 
Yeah, yeah like yeah. I want to see the CIA orchestrating this fight and having drones in on it and being just right. like muscle twir- like mustache twirling and just yeah. or muscle twirling. Or, Who knows? M- mustache twirling of Neymar, Neymar was a little bit annoying. Like I wanted again. I'm coming back to him wanting to like destroy everybody on the surface. Didn't completely make sense to me. Uh, just, just as a he logistical just know how big the world leader. is. He doesn't know how big the world Maybe is. Maybe he doesn't know. Anyway, thank y'all so much for listening to I-, I Am Who I Am. Maybe you should, you know, put on some feather shoes and and grow a mustache and oil up some more. Woo! Yeah. You know, I, he is a very well-known Mexican actor. Like, yeah. he's been very famous in yeah, other yeah. parts of the world. So... Besides the, mm. but now he's famous in the U.S. Mm. Mm. To him, mm. to Michaela Cole. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. We want to hear how y'all felt about Black Panther Two: Wakanda Forever. Next up, we Not will Black be watching Black Panther Two. It's just Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Amber, come on, get it right. This is the nerd in me. Nerds love to correct. Type it. Like, type it. The type right it. names of things. No, I'm just I'm fucking. People typed Black Panther Two online. Thank y'all so much for listening to this recap. We want to hear y'all how y'all felt about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Still always for Wakanda is forever where I'm always going. Point blank, period. Um, and to that ancestral plane. Uh, next up, we will be reading The Space Between Worlds by Micaiah Johnson. Cannot wait for that. And we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.